Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we're recapping Moon Knight, Episode 6, in full spoiler detail. So if you haven't seen the episode, get out of here. And I'm joined by Tommy Spector. I don't know. Not again. Not, uh, this is this season's been bad for the intros, but uh, yeah, you're here, right, Tommy? Yep, but you thought I couldn't hurt you. But you didn't know that I had this secret all along, just sitting right here, my good friend, Todd the Librarian. Todd, how's it going, man? It's going good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Uh, we're very excited to have you back. Um, I'm curious, what have you been thinking about uh, this crazy show? Oh, my goodness. It has been... A bit of a roller coaster for me, I think. Uh, I feel like there are episodes of it that I have loved and episodes of it that have just been kind of there. Uh, I like it most whenever it really dives into the really weird stuff and like the really horror adjacent stuff. Those are like my big things. I'm a big horror guy. I'm a big lover of all like the weird, bizarre stuff out there. It's like the first couple episodes, like dealing with the, and also, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with uh, what was then called multiple personality disorder. Now is the social identity disorder. But I was obsessed with MPD as a kid. Like my senior research uh, paper was on DID. I read like all these biographies and autobiographies from people who had DID. It was like something that I was really interested in uh, whenever I was younger. So that aspect of it, I was like really uh, interested to see how how well it played out. And so that's like the last episode, the way that they approached how a, uh, you know, Stephen's Stephen's alt Stephen as an altar was formed like really felt like genuine compared to like how how that typically has happened for people who do develop DID. So those aspects have been like really good. But whenever it moves away from the really weird stuff and just is more like the straight up action show. I mean, it's not that I don't like straight up action shows. I just feel like it's like they took two different shows and tried to meld them together. And you're expecting one thing and then you get the other and it just doesn't quite live up to it for me. So I, overall, I say I enjoy the show overall. But I, uh, after the first episode, I came in going, yes, I'm going to love this show. And then by the end, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Todd, it's exciting to have somebody that uh, is knowledgeable in a field on this podcast. Uh, and uh, <laughs> this is, this is going to be a really fun discussion with you. Um, I will agree. Uh, you know, I've been down on this as the Stark Warriors now, but uh, listen, I'm not here to bash this. And I think the thing is, like, this really did divulge into like more of your typical MCU um, action story or finale for these TV shows. Um, and honestly, it's kind of wild because typically it's the finale of these shows that I don't love. But I like this. This is a lot of, I like, um, and maybe it was because they got a bit cl back closer to what I know and the action of it all. But um, I, I had a lot of fun with this episode. Tommy, was this a good finale for you? Eh, uh, I'm a little down on it. Uh, I I think it, it goes to what we both like. I like more of the psychological, the dialogue. Like, like last episode was my cup of tea. Um and not that I didn't think they did it greatly, but like it was still like that's more of my thing. Here it just was like a lot. We have like the giant battle happening in the background with the battle up front. It felt almost like gamey at times, like a video game like cutscene. Uh, but I, I over, overall I enjoyed the the show and the season. I think my issue is that I just 
I see the potential for this character and this series, and you could have just done this so dark and gritty and really dive into it, but they just they they couldn't, you know, for I think their parent company reasons. And uh, but like I think it's hard for me not to compare it to um, uh, Legion, and like and like Legion just went there, and I think that's what for this show, I wanted them to go to that level of like diving into Mark's brain and they, and they did to what they could do. I felt, but yeah. And honestly, I, Tommy, that's kind of been like my issue this entire time because I, and I was texting you before. Um, it's like, it's so hard for me not to compare this to like, like for an MCU show. Yes. It's pretty good, but I'm also watching Barry. I'm watching better call Saul. And it's like these other shows like emotionally capture me in ways that, this show couldn't, and, I, and again, I think it, it's at a detriment for, for being at six episodes. It's a lot shorter than your typical show. Um, but also, it's like, um, like you said, it's the, the, the psychology of it all. Like, it's not that I don't appreciate that. It's that it feels half-baked. Um, with that being said, I, I feel like, I mean, they wrapped it up, I guess. Um, so I, whether they did it well or not is another question. Um yeah, and they did like put together a lot of the things they were like we said they're throwing a lot at the table. They did at least acknowledge most of those things in the finale, which I appreciate that you didn't just like throw them away. Like we got the the you know the Layla Red Scare thing to some degree uh pushed into a certain direction. We got other uh, other characters um their stuff was mentioned, you know, we get the Jake that's been sitting there all along in his sarcophagus, he finally, we, you know, we get to see that he's been working with Kanchu. Evil, we get full evil, you know, I, that's the other thing. I will admit, Michael, I was like, you know, maybe Kanchu's not, I'm on your side. Kanchu's evil. He's a jerk face. Full jerk face. He's the worst. Todd, are you a Kanchu stan? Oh, not definitely not a Kanchu stan. I don't know if I'd call him evil, evil, but a, uh, he's definitely not a, a good, a good god. In terms of, you know, he tries to point himself off as, as you know, oh, no, I'm doing this to punish evildoers. But uh, it's definitely a lot more bloodthirsty there and a lot more manipulative there. Uh, like Much, much like uh, the, the god that they're fighting, you know, he he's doing things that uh, like justifying like the ends justify the means type type of thing. Uh, and so his way isn't going to kill as many people as a uh, the other god uh, at once but he's still uh not a not a good guy no yeah and he will he will tear down anybody in his way so uh uh not great but hey i actually i, I thought that um again th th this was an interesting character um it felt like there was like a complete arc to Kanchu even and uh, ironically is the most unhuman of them all um i kind of feels the most human to me <laughs> so um i i actually yes kanchu is the worst uh for a lot of reasons but i felt like the character was well done yeah and like i think that's honestly marvel in general right now is kind of we've done the whole like the great good guys of like the first phase and we've done like this feels like we're in like the time of like hey there's a lot of gray areas and just because someone like thinks they're a superhero like it's like morals are a thing and like everyone's morals are different and, like we're really getting into that with like this show of like you know Kanchu's got his point of view and his beliefs and like believes that like it's saving the world but it's like you're kind of being a hypocrite too if you look at it like yes all right well if you guys are down we can throw ourselves into the episode and um we open here 
we get a couple different things. We get we get uh we get Mark's body. Uh, Harrow is is looking over him, and we also see that um uh, as we talked about last week, um, Layla almost forgot her name. She's there. She's trying to get away from Harrow's men. Um, but uh, all this all this kind of it really it really the pinnacle of this scene is later on when they have this caravan and Harrow stops and wants to judge. Well, actually, I guess the police stop them. And Harrow judged them and like sucks their souls up. But <laughs> um, well, uh, I don't know. Again, I, I haven't been a huge Harrow fan throughout this entire thing. Um, definitely more on the country side as far as the villain goes. But uh, this scene was kind of cool, right? The well, I want to jump to back to the the temple with like that's when Amit shows up, right? Like he opens it up, okay, yeah. he releases Amit. Um, I really like the design uh, of Amit. I thought this like I thought. Um, is it? Uh, I thought that Amit was just a really cool character, and like, also wasn't like necessary like evil evil, which I kind of appreciated. That wasn't like we're gonna destroy. Like, it's like just like how I've been talking about. Like, Hero is almost like manipulating us by like I have this purpose. I almost feel like Amit was very similar in that way of like, you know, I'm choosing you because you're flawed because I tried to balance people and like that didn't work for me and like. We're we're gonna like you know we're gonna do something. I, I thought this was interesting. Also, Harold, you know Layla's here. Like you've already you had a big speech with her. Why are you not like searching this temple before you do this? Like you should make sure everyone Mark has gone in Layla. He didn't seem to care. That was weird. Yeah, uh, maybe he didn't think that she was a threat. I mean, maybe he was like you know Mark was the avatar of Kanshu. Once he took care of the avatar of Kanshu, what does he care? about her maybe maybe just the fact that he finally has the ability to free his goddess and he feels like well he's unstoppable now the middle bit of an ego i agree i was because i rewatched episode this morning to to re refresh myself on everything and i did have the same thought like wait why aren't they worried about her so i think it is a little bit of an odd thing that they just completely forgot but i, I do think like once mark is dead then he's just kind of like okay game over Conchu's done, and uh, now I can do what I need to do. Um, although I think no, Amit doesn't actually show up at this point. Uh, oh, they no. don't. They don't smack because oh, that was one of the weirder things. Is they actually they take they have her statue, but they have to go all the way back to like the the main place with the other gods to smash the statue because Amit doesn't come up before they start killing all the cops. But they get the but he gets the cooler staff. Yeah, right. it's a cooler staff at this point. Okay, I knew something so happened in the day. It's a cooler staff, Michael. It's, ooh, it's got a little crocodile on it now. It's just like, like I don't know. Like, what was the... Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was weird. It was weird. Like, what, what, what was the point of that? I mean, the, I guess the fact that maybe he has the statue now, he can, like, channel more power, I guess, maybe. But it wasn't yeah. really well explained what was going on there. You just all of a sudden, oh, yeah. At first, I'm like, okay, wait, did he go there to get this... Head the staff. Why was what's going on here? It was yeah. it was a little odd. The the best way I can describe it. Well, first of all, it's like he's got the staff and he's like bonking people on the head to begin with. So it's already pretty like he's using it as a weapon, and then it turns into an axe. Which you know, it's kind of like, would you rather hit somebody with a hammer or an axe? You know, it's like it's still like as far as like the physical weapon goes, it's not much better. My the best way I can compare it is like Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Like he's got the main. Uh, like uh, laser part of the sword, obviously, and then he has like the two that come out the side. 
which I get is like the exhaust or whatever, but um, it's like, it's like what you just got the two, like it doesn't really help, you know? So I don't know. Depends if they're resistant to bludgeoning damage or slashing damage, I think to D&D yeah. terms, uh, <laughs> what the difference, but no, I, I agree. It felt, it felt a little weird, but I do think it was like just supposed to signify, Hey, now this thing is powered up somehow. Cause what he does to the cops at the border, he wouldn't be able, he never was able to do before. Always before he had to like actually lay hands on someone to judge them. And now he suddenly has the power to do more. Yeah. Uh, but it, it felt the reasoning was a little nebulous. Well, what, when you, when you put it that way, I do like that there was like a physical way of showing us that he was able to do something. Yeah. I mean, I get, uh, you know, I'm making fun of it, but uh, it's a little silly, but, that, that, but I, that would explain it. I feel like that's why I'm confused. Like I was confused because it's like, why are you you're getting like one power up to then like release her later? Like it's like I don't know. It's like oh here's a little taste, but I'm gonna you gotta get me in the temple. Come find me. Like it's it's like why are we having two scenes of basically the same kind of mindset? Yeah, it was like just uh, structurally was just kind of an odd choice, especially for what's wound up being like I think one of the shortest episodes of the season, if not the shortest episode of the season, which also felt like it all felt really rushed compared to what I kind of hoped for from the finale but yeah and like i said my notes are all over the place tommy stop me if i uh if i get out of, just like you did that was great um but i want to talk about this highway scene because this is this is interesting um yeah so they they get stopped by the, the this caravan gets stopped by the police and harrow uh goes out to like suck their souls and there's one there's one good cop there um yeah i guess i guess when they say not all cops uh it was like it was like 20 of them were bad but the one there's one good cop, right? <laughs> um, Tommy, did we ever get like clarification on, like, uh, I like what what is he looking for when he judges these people? Like, is that person like genuinely a good person, or is it just somebody he can mold? Like, I felt like that was something we were gonna get more of an explanation on, but I don't know if we ever did. I think it's a good person, quote unquote, in Amit's eyes, right? Like it's like a person that would probably just follow along with their idea of we need to purify the world of, of evil people. And that's how I took it. It's like it's people that honestly probably would work with them. It's probably I guess we don't know for sure. Um, but that that's how I took it. Because it's like, I mean, if you're saying they do no evil, they're murdering a bunch of people. Like that's that's evil. But if you're if you're saying murder is not evil, then you know, I guess I guess they're they're balanced. Well, they're not murdering, they're judging Tommy. It's totally different. Oh, totally. you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely have that question in this scene as well, because he just like slams the scepter down and the purple energy goes, you know, shooting out into all these cops. And but we know that we've even seen like in the, the very first episode, like Harrow, a uh, you know, like will grab the people and judge and see their their scales and see if they balance or not. And it's almost like if they have like even one thought that is bad at the time that they're being judged. But again, who, who determines what bad is and can, is, is, is uh, he, I mean, supposedly all these people on his team are people that he has judged, but the things that we see them doing are not good things. So how do they get judged? You no, know, again, it's whose morality is being put into play here. Uh, I feel it's like one of those kind of the wonky things about this whole, the whole philosophy of Amit and everything is it's not necessarily these people are willing to do some really awful things, but again for the greater good. So I guess since they're doing it for the glory of Amit, it's not really evil. Even though Harrow, who's doing it for Amit, is told by Amit that his heart isn't balanced. 
So I don't know. It's it's a little. I don't think they really defined it well enough for me. And I'm willing to give them a lot of grace on a lot of that stuff. But I, in a scene like this, especially, I, I I had to stop down and go. So how did these other people know what what is the criteria that's being used for a balanced heart here? And I don't think we ever get a really satisfactory answer for me outside of just like the throwaway things of like, yes, I judge people if they have evil in their hearts, but it feels like all these people probably have evil in their hearts. Yeah. My, my money is they don't know. It's just, however, uh, the am is feeling that whoever is balancing these scale scales, it's like, well, you know, I had a burrito for lunch. That was, that was pretty nice. This person balanced. That's my prediction. It depends on if they're hangry or not. <laughs> I like it. Um, so let's go to this next scene. And Todd alluded to it. We go to the, um, I guess, it's I, were they already in the pyramids of Giza? I don't remember. But they're here now. And they're going to uh, unleash. And this is where they like they find the Council of Gods. And uh, yeah, it just tears through them. Not worried about them, right, Tommy? And such idiots. Like, <laughs> Kanju told you this was going to happen. And they're like, oh, it was Hero. Oh, and then you, like monitor him, maybe just potentially if Kanchu was right. Like it just shows the god's ego. You know, you deserve to get destroyed by it. Maybe I'm pro hero and am it. Maybe I am, you know, <laughs> by the end of this show. Because it's like the gods were just like, we don't care about humanity. Bye. You do your own thing. And uh that's that's what happens. Karma is yeah. the real god. Yeah, the whole line, like, who could be doing this? You know, like, who do you think? You know, who in the world? Why would you even ask that question? The thing should have been, as soon as it happened, they should have been like, oh no, Conchu was right. That should have, that line never gets uttered by the gods' avatars here. It's just like, who would be doing this? <gasps> it's Harrow. No. It's like, yeah, you think. Yeah, you think. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we also get Conchu trying to uh, uh, influence Layla here. Conchu wants Layla to be the new avatar, which is interesting. Layla's like, hell no. Um, good for you, yeah. Layla. Stick it to the man. This guy's horrible. Yeah, one thing from the, the earlier scene, also, like, after after the cops have all died, is Layla's, like, sneaking up getting ready to attack Harlow. That's when a, uh, our, and I, I'm gonna butcher her name, a Tawarit, a, uh, the, the hippo god, like, starts speaking through the corpses. Oh, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> a, uh, you can be my avatar, and Layla's like, you know, screw you, I'm not gonna be anyone's avatar, you know? But that was, I thought that was a pretty fun scene. Like the, the, the poor corpse just like having to wear it, speak through it and trying to convince Layla. Uh, so we already saw Layla turn down one one god's offer and then definitely after she frees Khonshu, but she's definitely, she's seen what Khonshu's done to Mark. Uh, so yeah. she's definitely not going to agree to that. Tara went talking through um, the dead bodies. That's the kind of thing that I would have cl- complained about in like episode one. And now I'm like, I'm whatever. We're here. Uh, just the, uh, this is so goofy, but whatever. This is what Midnight is. Well, and, and maybe it's also because like Terra, it's the way they're playing Terra is very like unsure. And I like, I don't mind the unsure God. Like it is an interesting path, but it's hard to take it seriously when like it's like very like, oh, I got to get my flashcards here. And then it's like, you know, the world's getting destroyed. Like this is pretty intense stuff. Uh, some of that just like jumping for me is like uh, an emotional roller coaster. Like, oh, so am I supposed to be laughing here? Or am I supposed to be like, oh man, this is intense? You know, cause me to have like a, a, a sad tummy. 
<laughs> not a sad tummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, next here we get uh, Mark in the field of reeds with Tarawit. And Mark's like, nah, I'm not dying. <laughs> uh, is that how it works? <laughs> That'd be nice if you're like uh, uh, you're at the gates of heaven. Uh, listen, this ain't working. I gotta go get my alternate personality and get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, um, like it just like opens the gates open. Like, who's doing all this? Who opened the gates for him? <laughs> like God. I get yeah, and like they brought Steve Steven back with the power of love. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm I really didn't like think the episode was fine but I am I'm just teasing but it was there are I think it's to your point of like the pacing in this they try to do a lot and wrap up a lot of things and I feel like there's some portions you just had to suspend belief and be like okay Mark's getting back he, he knows this is more important now this is his mission he's got to get his buddy Steven back they're they're bros for life now yeah um yeah, I don't know. It was a, uh, it was cheesy. It was definitely a little cheesy sequence. Getting in, he's trying to sand. He's touching Steven, and then they both come back. And then these doors open back to the real world. And you know, again, like I can, I can do the little steps. Go, okay, they are touched by Conchu, brought back to from the dead before by Conchu. You know, Conchu has the tether. You know, to where is a, uh, you know, helping them. I, you know. Can definitely like connect some dots to, to make it make a little bit more sense, but it does feel a little heavy-handed. Yeah, that's times. how I that's how I took it too, Todd. Where it's like they couldn't come back until Con one of like they need that link. So because Conchu was in the stone, they couldn't come back. But once Conchu was like out and thriving, um, then they could come through. And like they can't technically be dead until they relinquish, you know, their their thing with with Kanchu. Yeah. Even though Kanchu a uh, like they come back to their body before Kanchu realizes that they, you know, Kanchu doesn't bring them back. Like Kanchu realizes, "Oh, Mark's Mark's alive again." So, and then just teleports to them. That I was very confused at this. It's like he's in the middle of battle, right? With yeah. uh Amit, which we yeah, like Amit they're like fighting really cool scene. I actually really like this like inside temple scene with with Amit and uh Kanchu. I liked like Kanchu like almost like blinking everywhere just like in and out uh and then yeah he just like teleports away to mark and i was like oh okay we can do that you can just leave a battle <laughs> well he is a god you know no you're right you're right <laughs> who am i who am i to question the powers of of Kanchu? for for all the grief that i've given Kanchu, I, I think i think like top to bottom Kanchu is the best character in the show from the design from like how we understand him like we under like like i feel like more so and it's still not perfect but more so than most characters, we really understand his motivations. Um, and also this fight scene, like seeing him in action, like I didn't ex like that was not on my bingo board for this episode, but I'm so glad it happened. Um, just so he's such a cool character, man. Like um watching him uh like uh, throw Ahmed around and be thrown around himself was uh I, I loved it. I loved Kanchu in this, so um but yeah, so we can also go um we can go to the scene where and this is probably where some of the better stuff is for, for me, for my count. Um, when Mark is now back with Steven and they're going to cut a deal with Kanchu. And uh, I, I feel like this is the best thing to come out of the finale. 
um, because I think it was both smart from Mark and Steven's perspective. And I understood why they were doing it, which is, again, as we've talked about, not always great as far as like understanding what's going on. I knew the deal they were making. And then from Conchie's perspective, I didn't realize it later until later. But um, he didn't mind cutting this deal because the deal was for Mark and Steven, yeah, not this he- third personality. Yeah, he specifically says the two of you as he makes yeah. the deal. Like I, on, the, on the rewatch, I was like listening to this. They very much, yeah, so this is done. I will let the two of you free. And like, well, okay. Yeah, well, while you're there, Atanchi. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like once you know the end thing, it honestly makes a lot of this make more. Like, you know, obviously we've seen like blips of, of times where neither Steven and, and Mark remember but Kanchu knew what was going on and he kept real quiet. And so it's like interesting to know that like there, there was stuff going on that we aren't privy to just as much as Mark wasn't privy to just as much as Steven wasn't privy to before all like, you know, like Mark and Kanchu were being secretive just to Steven. Then Steven found out and it's like, all right, well, I guess you're in this now, but it's like, now there's more. Um, yeah. I thought this was a, a interesting deal and you know, he seemed very easy to, uh, to just be like, yeah, you guys are good. You can go away now. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, again, it just it's like the perfect uh, I don't know. It's just like the, the art of the deal right here. Um, I think that's a Trump thing. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, as far as like uh, like uh, negotiations, like Kanchu obviously came out on top. But like the base deal is like, OK, this works for both of us. So um, with that being said, I'm excited to get this again. Uh, I'm getting giddy at this point. I like I like what happens next year. Um, this is where Tara went convinces Layla to uh, be the avatar. Um, this is awesome. I, 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 I really loved uh, this. I love the costume. I love Layla. I love Scarlet Scarab. This is, And she fought so cool. Um, all about it. What do you think of Scarlet Scarab, Todd? I loved it. I, uh, I thought it was great. I, I, love, I love the whole uh, discussion between, between Layla channeling the god and having the discussion about wanting to be a, uh, the avatar. I thought that was a really, really fun little scene. Just watching the actress like physicality change between it all. I always love stuff like that. But yeah, it was a great, a great character design, great costume design with the scarab wings and how uh, how she used them in, in battle and everything like that. Everything about this character I thought was really cool. Uh, I thought that they did a really great job of uh, taking a concept which you know exists in the comic books, but in a very, very different uh, way. And translating it into a uh, a really cool character. So yeah, I was I was really happy with everything with Layla as a Scarlet Scarab. Yeah, I agree with this. Layla was great in this season and in this episode. The costume is great. Felt very uh, Falcon. I was like, oh, you got your Falcon wings there. Uh, but it was you know. But I will say, are they the only two avatars that get costumes? Like they just happen to pick the two gods that get costumes. You know, Harrow's over here with just a cool staff, but he didn't get a cool costume change. We talked about this before. The other avatars are so lame. Like, uh, <laughs> there's a dude who literally—he just looks like he works at HR. Like, I don't, like <laughs> he's just like there's no there's nothing special about these other guys. Um, but yeah, the yeah, I guess you get a costume if it's convenient for the story. Yeah, That's well, I think you know, Konshu probably is the only one, and the, everyone probably thought that Konshu was a big drama queen, like giving his avatars yeah. costumes, or it's like ah. Conchu, good grief! Why are you doing this? You know, <laughs> and then Terrell's like, "Well, you know, uh, it's working for that, and you're gonna be teaming up with Mark." And so I, I think you know, I can see her being like inspired by it, uh, type thing. And the rest of the gods are still just like rolling their eyes completely. Yeah. 
I, and I will say it's a tie for me of which one I would want. Because I, I really like Moon Knight's costume. It'd probably be Moon Knight, then uh, Layla's costume, then Mr. Uh, Mr. Knight's costume. I think I'd go the opposite ranking. <gasps> I'm with the, I mean, wow. obviously, like, practically, Mr. Knight isn't the best, but I think it's the coolest. I, I love the Mr. Knight look. I was so happy when the Mr. Light, Mr. Knight look showed up on the show. I was just ecstatic because I've always loved that redesign. It was so cool. But, All right, I'll go off with my moon, with my crescent moon cape and I'll fly off. And <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, hey. I'm sorry to finally disagree with you on a point on, on the podcast, yeah. Tommy. I, I know you bring me on just like to bolster everything you say, but yeah, and you know, you this, you'll see your decrease in episodes now, Todd. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> uh, I will say, was it jarring when Mark came flying through like Superman through? It's like the whole time we've seen him only like use the cape as like a gliding type thing, and he's just like Superman flying through the desert. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know he could fly. (laughs) And there's like one scene where you actually hear like the whooshing sound as they cut to him. And that was a little much. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. It's just him. It's just him doing, it's just him going whoosh, whoosh. (laughs) Um, I saw this on Twitter, but basically I heard that um, a lot of these moonshots, because obviously we always see, um, moon knight jump perfectly over the moon but uh i i i have i haven't checked this so this could be wrong but i just saw somebody say it but i'm pretty sure like the moon like you can track the phases of the moon in this show and then we finally got the full moon in the finale which is interesting i I'd heard that about like the closing credits for sure which i hadn't gotcha. paid attention to uh but I have again. I haven't paid any, any attention at all to the the show as a whole in terms of like the face of the moon. So it, it's highly possible. But I I know someone had mentioned that like in the closing credits, you could see like the closing credits. Maybe that's what it was. Um, but it, it was jarring, especially um, we get the shot from like the side of the pyramid where um, Mark is running up and Harrow is running, or was it Amit? I don't remember. It was cool either way. <laughs> um, so, with that being said, Amit is uh, Amit and his, well, I guess Harrow and his people are judging everybody. They're like in the streets, like grabbing hands and sucking souls up, and um, kind of a cheesy visual for like uh, Amit to be like absorbing the souls and just like I don't know, getting bigger, like one of those dino- little dinosaur pills you put in water. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what this was. Yeah, especially since then Kanchu shows up and is the exact same size as her. So was she really growing bigger because she was eating the souls or she was just eating the souls and getting bigger? And she's really eating the souls or they just being sent? Because, you know, Haro had before, like like last episode, you'd seen the souls going into the duop. And, you know, they were just going there after being judged early. Uh, so, again, it's like a little muddy about exactly what's going on is she really eating the souls or not is she drawing power from them is that why she's beating up conscious but conscious also the same size there without having done anything like that i mean <laughs> i'm i'm not i'm not going to complain about having a big kaiju battle on my on my show i mean in fact i wish would have gone more kaiju i wish there would have been like they're stomping down buildings and things like that a little bit if they're going to have like giant giant creatures fighting there should be a little bit more you know destruction around them other than just like them basically on this kind of desert plane not really interacting with any sort of physical objects uh but yeah well what's weird to me is that so they're like getting rid of the bad souls but she's eating the bad souls like wouldn't you want the good 
soul. Like, yeah. Maybe we should just, get into the nitty gritty. She we just look wants at the energy. She's just using the. It, it's like anything. She's using the the like moralness as a ploy to just get what she wants, which is more souls. Is that is how I took it? But, um, yeah. I mean, I, I love a good giant battle, but. So um, yeah, we we well, let's talk about uh, Layla um, Moon Knight fighting here a little bit more. Um, I I, re- I really did. I thought this was like a really exciting scene. Um, there was one, and I, this is another one I saw people complaining about. There's another line here um, where this little girl asks Layla, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" And she replies, "I am." And I listen like that's totally like straight out of like Wonder Woman cheesy. With that being said, I don't know. I, that was kind of like a fist pump moment for me. I was like, oh, yes, yes, you are. Tell them. Yeah, how is that any different than, like, the OG movies with, like, Captain... Didn't Captain America have a very similar moment? Or, like, I, there was, like, a moment with, like, a little kid where it's like, oh, like, I feel like that's classic. Are you a, are you a white male superhero? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, whatever. <laughs> but it's like yeah i mean i think that's like it was cool for her because also she she wasn't welcome back here right like it was like this is she's finally back in her like home and like now she's a superhero for for her home like that's cool i don't know i liked it but i didn't see any bad bad uh no yeah i i think it's I think it's a little it's a little cheesy yes yeah, a little heavy-handed maybe but i don't think there's anything wrong with it i i think especially because it is a uh, the the representation angle of it a uh, outweighs the cheesiness angle of it. Like the like, yeah, they're they're calling attention to it, but I think it's something that needs to be called attention to. So uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Yeah, and I tell them if they think it's too cheesy or uh, heavy handed, welcome to Moon Knight. Have you been watching all six episodes? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Do you guys have anything else on like uh, a lot of the fight in general? Um, I, I, I don't really. That was that was the big note I had for this battle. I did really. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the spectacle of it all. Yeah, I really like the the switching between Mark and Steven. Like the, a shot there, the like a shot of Steven, like the best, like the shot where he like throws the baton and uh, Harrow bats it away and it bounces off and comes back and it was thrown, it was Steven throwing it and it gets caught. It's Mark catching it. I kind of like that. I like seeing Steven uh, actually kicking ass for once and not just being a buffoon. And the little thing, like, whenever he like stops, like, like it's, it's, it's goofy, but I love like, and he stops and kind of like, like brushes off his shoulder and straightens his jacket and then goes back into it. I just, I just love that little bit of a, uh, of the physicality, the way that it was uh, staged and everything. It's like one shot that's like really like never like Moon Knight like jumps over the car and throws his crescents like out the side. That was a little over the top. That was like, it felt very like CGI heavy, special effect heavy. And it took me out of the fight a little bit. Like everything else felt very practical effects, practical fight. Really, I thought it was really well choreographed. And so, yeah. So I thought it was a really, really fun fight sequence overall. Yeah, I, I think the jumping between Steven and Mark was very fun. I don't know why you're calling Steven in this battle. Like, save him for, like, when you need, like, to do very smart things. Like, but he, he held his own. So, like, I guess I shouldn't be questioning Steven's ability. That was yeah, part like, of the new skill set that he tells Layla he learned, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, so Steven's the one you call upon to, like, 
handle a like you get in a fight at the bar you know <laughs> this i don't know oh, you're giving him more credit i was gonna say if you want someone to do your taxes you're like all right <laughs> steven you're in <laughs> i knew you're gonna say that tommy i knew i knew the taxes were, were coming out there uh and i even i don't feel cheated that like the battle just like ended with with you know obviously jake taking over and it just cuts to harold i thought that was so cool i really liked that that like it's like, yep, Harold defeated. We didn't even get to see it, but like, it works with what the show is trying to set up. I think. What the hell did Jake do though? Like, because when he cuts back, like, there's like cars over, like, <laughs> over time. Like, I realize Jake is probably like a murdering psychopath. Like, that's kind of what I'm picking up on. But like, uh, what what's it like? I mean, we say we say like Moon Knight's the more like the stronger of the two, but um. What what is he? What it like? What is his costume? What is his power? Like, uh, I, I'm interested. I kind of wish we had a season two just for that alone. I have a theory. What if since they they you know obviously we know what happened to the brother. What if Jake's version? Because they've made Jake different. Jake is not like Jake is like under like he'll do some CD deals kind of thing, but he's not like a like a serial killer, right? At least my understanding of Jake. Uh, and so like, what if he's Shadow Knight or Shadow? Yeah. What if like they just take that like brother version and it just becomes jake's version of moon knight that would be cool that's my random theory <laughs> interesting yeah do you have any thoughts on that todd uh, as far as uh, jake and his uh yeah i i feel like like the the jake version i have no idea what he's going to look like no idea what his costume is going to be or how he's going to present but i do think he's just like he's like just the berserker version is like a uh you know mark is more ruthless and mark is going to do you know stuff that a uh most people wouldn't be able to do, but I feel like Jake is that to the nth degree. It's like like they're on this little, they're on a spectrum here, and Steven's at one end, and Jake's at the other end. And I think like Jake is just willing to sacrifice anything and everything, and probably, probably put his body in danger the ways that Mark's not willing to, willing to push it to the limits, and also not care if, if there's collateral damage. Like the whole thing, like before with the the car getting hit by the beam and things like that. I mean, Mark was trying to wrestle the the scepter away from from Harrow and try to minimize damage a little bit. Uh, but Jake is probably just like, you know, I don't care here. I'll take this. I'll take your staff and I'll use it on your people. I'll do whatever needs to be done to just finish it. And I feel that's probably what happened is Jake is just the, the no concern whatsoever for collateral damage, like get the job done and that's it. Fair. Um, so let's go back here. Well, they, they end up, they end up, they end up giving Harrow and they're taking him back to, um, the pyramid to put Amit inside Harrow and kill him. <laughs> Maybe I would have that right. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I don't want, again, not a whole lot of notes on uh, a lot of what happens here all the way up until the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, any of this, any comments from you guys on this? It was interesting that they both suddenly knew the words to this spell to perform. Uh, you know, quick, let's perform this spell that uh, we both suddenly know. Uh, maybe the gods imparted to the avatars. I guess we could go that, but it was a little, again, like everything was just happening so fast. And it wasn't thing that they had to learn or discuss. They just like, okay, now we do the spell. And like, okay, sure, you do the spell. <laughs> and uh, no, it was, it was fine as a resolution, I guess. But like I said, I, I think everything was just felt so compacted in this episode that it felt like i didn't mind like i said i didn't mind 
like the the kind of cut and all of a sudden Jake is standing over Harrow. I think that was kind of cool and worked. And honestly, I kind of wish that had happened. That was like the end of everything. Because that would have felt more thematically fitting and I wouldn't have minded them like feeling like they kind of fast forwarded everything because it's kind of like, okay, there's lost time and we've lost time and we don't know what's happened, but that's okay because that's what the show is. But then this, okay, we've done that. And now we just have this quick fast forward to, oh yeah, we're going to cast a spell with no problem and bind on it with no problem. And now they're going to be with no problem. It felt just one step too much of like things going super easy. Like right after the the cut to the end of the Jake finishing the fight, it felt a little a uh, Deus Ex Machina for me, yeah. I guess. I will say I really liked, um, and this again, like leading up to everything. And I know, like I said, like a lot of the backstory in the uh, episode four or five—I don't even remember at this point. A lot of the backstory we got with them, like I was like, I don't care like i don't know this character like enough to care but i feel like now at this point i i I knew him well enough to understand and care at the fact that he was put he was not going to kill harrow like i thought that was a good payoff for this character and being like uh he he's he stuck up to college he's like i'm done i'm done killing this is it um yeah tommy what say you on uh the finale here yeah, it was fine. I think, like, for me, like, the whole end, it, it was very um, quick and jarring. Like, we go from here, we go right into, like, back to, like, it's again, like, the, I feel like they're trying to keep us confused, but it's, like, it's not it's not getting the results I think they wanted it to get. We're not, like, questioning our reality. We're just confused. And that's, like, uh, how I feel with all this. I, I think, like, it's fine that they, they kept Taylor around. It's, it's weird since, like, you know, He's only alive for like a couple of more, like a couple of days, I guess. Um, and and I think like to me, there are certain things that with this end, if you don't really wrap, wrap wrap up Layla and and the boys, like they're like you create a whole love drama, you make it a whole thing for multiple episodes. I don't know who she's with. Is she? And it doesn't even really matter. But it's like you made it matter by making it a plot point, and then you just leave it. And you don't, we don't see her. It's just, it's just Mark now in the apartment. I guess they, they just decided to go off still without her. I don't know. Yeah, they wanted a season two here, and they're not getting it. <laughs> um, I feel like there's a lot more to, a story to be told about Moon Knight, and I don't know what avenue we're gonna get it. Um, like, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident we do not like. They're not doing a season two. They've been pretty. Uh, typically it's been confirmed, uh, by the finale. If there's going to be a season two, there has not been any word thus far. Um, Oscar Isaacs has said in interviews, he's like, uh, doesn't look great. So, um, well, and he, he's, I, you know, I thought he's done amazing acting in the, in the series, but I think he's doing his best acting in these, these articles. Cause he's like, yeah, we really were focused only on season one. We just didn't even think season two was a possible. All right. <laughs> like I'm watching this show. You guys definitely plan for season two. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, we. I, I have. I have stuff to say on the uh, mid credits scene coming up. But other than that, if you guys have any other episode, uh, comments on the episode, uh, I think the the whole like cutting back to the the psycho the the psych ward thing was a little. I mean, and then it turned out to just be a dream, and or was it? I mean. Obviously it was, but how do they know about heroin, the bloody shoes? That was, that was like my, 
my one thing. So is it like they're connected to Harrow somehow? Is it like they're sharing some dreamscape? I don't know. It was... Yeah. And going like straight from the the bright light thing, they're trying to like do a, a last little bit fake out. Oh, it was all in their head type thing. I didn't I didn't love that. I I don't like like that sort of like last minute fake out. Is it a dream or is it real type thing? Uh, I have a very low tolerance for that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It is a pretty big horror movie staple. Uh, so and though the series was largely done by like, multiple episodes were like horror movie directors, who I actually really like. Uh, so, uh, it didn't surprise me they did that, but the way it was executed, I wasn't necessarily a, a fan of that little beat, but yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent with that. I will, the only thing I will say that I, and I'm glad that the show ended with Mark and Steven, cause I think that's all, that's the stuff I enjoy is they're developing Mark and Steven in their relationship. And that was the stuff that really worked for me. And I feel like was kind of the focus of the show is Mark finally being okay with himself and being okay with all sides of himself, you know, even the Steven side and finally accepting them as equals. Um, I don't know. I think they could have done better with it. I think they could have focused a little bit more on it at times, but uh, and, you know, we get this moment and like, at least they got each other. Yeah. And again, uh, I feel like season two would have been a great place for him to like, again, Oh, their personality. Now we have to, uh, come to terms with this one. So, um, but I don't believe we're getting that. So um, let's talk mid credit scene here because of this. Um, I don't even know why this was a mid credit scene. It felt like big enough for it to be the end of the episode, but um, we get this mysterious man picking up Harrow from the psych ward, putting him in a car. Yes, Tommy. Yeah. Sorry, real quick. There's something I saw that I just, I think it's just fun. You know, they've been doing these comic book QRs, right? Yes. There is one more in the psych ward. This one, was Moon Knight fighting King the Conqueror. I just think it's really interesting since, you know, King the Conqueror is going to become a, a big character uh, soon. So just something to note I thought was interesting. Interesting. I like that. Um, uh, love, big King guy. So uh, wherever I can get that back. Uh, so, yes, he gets picked up, put in the car. Um, and this is where we find out about Jake Lockley and Kanchi, which, I mean, uh, I, I don't think it, we weren't, like, I don't think anybody was surprised that this happened, but um, maybe surprised that they showed it because by the end of the episode, I was like, wow, okay, they're just not going to address all that. So uh, there you go. <laughs> Any comments on the uh, the mid-credit scene, Jolin? Um, I like that they had the, I like the Khonshu in the suit design, as, which is again, like straight out of the comics. So I was glad that we got that that look from Khonshu. It's just sitting there all mob boss uh you know, taunting Harrow a little bit uh, before before Jake pops in. But yeah, it was nice to finally get Jake, but it would have worked better if I knew that there's ever going to be any sort of payoff for this. I, I try not to let that sort of thing color my perception, but to know that this is all we're going to get of Jake, and I still have, I have questions about why Jake wasn't actually, if, if he was actually an alter that is his own separate personality and the body is dying, why wasn't he on the ship with them? Why wasn't he going through all the balancing of the scales? Why didn't he have to go back through the doors with them? If they're treating these alters as actually different souls and he shouldn't have been involved in all that. You know, I, I, I try not to worry about that too much, but I, uh, I just have questions. 
Well, I have a theory about that, Todd. Is I agree with you. They're supposed Jake was supposed to be with them, which is why their hearts were not balanced until Stephen died, because then there was only two hearts existing in Mark's body, essentially. Um, that's my wild theory. But yeah, I agree with you. Like Jake should have been unlocked from the sarcophagus. Just have the three of them be introduced early on. You just want the payoff of like, I think they wanted us to come in here and be like, wait, can't you knew the whole time? What? And it was like, yeah, like it surprised me. It just wasn't a big moment. Like it was like, oh, okay, can't you knew that's interesting. Like this is really fascinating. But like it's going to be, if they ever bring Moon Knight back, it's going to be wrapped up. Like we're not getting the results from this. We're going to get Moon Knight just being a superhero. You know, it's not going to dive into this. I think the most surprising thing of all of this is how they just killed him in cold blood. Like that was kind of baller. I was like, dang, okay, can't you? Okay, well, yeah, it, it makes Kanchu evil. Like it's like, you know, again, we were not evil, but like we were talking about like, yeah, he started to do some things at the end, like he made the deal. And I'm like, oh, maybe Kanchu, you know, maybe I was giving him a hard time. And it's like he does this, and it's like, no, he had a plan though. He doesn't care about Mark. He doesn't care about letting Mark live his life. He sees the potential in Mark, and he's going to manipulate and control Mark in any way he can. Fair. Um, all right, guys. Well, I mean, I, I don't have anything else to say on the episode. So, um, I was just going to ask: Do you think? Do you think this is a wrap on uh, Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight in general? No, no way. No, we'll get them back. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where we'll get them back, but I, I feel like there are definitely going to be opportunities to bring to bring them back in other other shows other places i can see i mean i don't know what all sick invasion is going to do but it feels like that's the show that's broad enough that could bring in a character like this um but yeah i i I feel like they've set up too much not to to bring it back in some way shape or form and marvel is definitely a place that you know wants to use all the toys that they have at their disposal i think yeah my thought is potentially the team up that blades seems to be forming that that's where I think potentially you could see a moon Knight joining uh, the blade team. Cause if, if he fits that dark, like, you know, kind of hoary uh, uh, vibe that that team does. I don't know if this was a favorite dream. Are we getting another daredevil season? I feel like that was information that came out. Um, with that being said, I feel like that would, uh, I, 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 I feel like he does kind of slot into the blade team as well. But uh, if we are getting, I feel like that'd be an easy one to to throw in there. Kind of like Yelena and Hawkeye. Like it wasn't Yelena's story, but we got a pretty good arc with her. I could see that. Um, I saw a quick article that said new leak, uh, potential reboot. It's, it seems like it's like it's basically confirmed there's a reboot happening, but it's like a yeah. leak, so it's not official yet. Yeah, I could see him like bringing because they're doing like the Halloween special. I could see with Werewolf by Night as one of the main characters in the Halloween special, and Moon Knight originally debuted in Werewolf by Night as a werewolf hunter, which was kind of a weird thing. Thought he could eventually transition into, you know. But uh, so I could see him popping up in that, even just like tangentially, possibly. But no, I think there are definitely avenues uh, where he could he could show up again. I just don't know. With the things that are slated, nothing is like screaming at me. Is this is definitely going to be the thing where Moon Knight shows up as a supporting character? But I feel like there's enough Marvel projects on the slate that they can slot him in somewhere. You know, I don't think this is as much of bad news for Moon Knight as it is for Layla and the Scarlet Scarab. Um, I don't know where where she fits into all this. Um, it kind of seems like it's almost like she falls into like 
saying, oh, Wong was in No Way Home. It's like, nobody talks about that. Like, you know, it's like, I don't know. Uh, it uh, doesn't look great for Layla, in my opinion. Um, well, okay, guys. Um, I think that does it. Uh, I think we're at the end here. So, um, Todd, thanks for doing this. Uh, you're oh. always a blast to have. So, well, Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a uh, Again, Moon Knight was uh, not necessarily my favorite of the Marvel shows, but I, I definitely enjoyed parts of it. So it was fun to talk through through it all. Well, Todd, I want to give you the chance to uh, tell people what you're up to and where they can find you online. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd Librarian was too many characters. You can also find me every week on One Indescribable Podcast. It's a podcast where Adam H., TV Lindy, and I go through the late, great uh, CW TV series Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, we are currently uh, at the beginning of season three. And uh, you can find us uh, on all your podcatchers, One Indescribable Podcast. You can find our Twitter at 16G Podcast. That's O N E C X G Podcast. And also, uh, a couple of times a month, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash DM Philly, where I'm taking part in a Dungeons and Dragons game based around the Wheel of Time series. Uh, it's called Threads in the Pattern. I play a male channeler who is slowly losing my mind, maybe not so slowly losing my mind. Uh, we're playing that. Uh, it's not a regular schedule. We're playing it. Uh, we're aiming for a couple times a month on Sundays. But if you can't catch us live, you can catch the VOD on uh, DM Philly's Twitch stream or on his YouTube channel. Awesome. Thank you, Todd. Um, Tommy, what's going on in your world? Oh, wait, Tommy. I mean, not to completely overshadow whatever was going on in your world, but uh, we have a new logo. <gasps> well, I have not seen. No, I have seen it, guys. I've seen the logo. <laughs> we do have a new logo. <laughs> uh, pretty cool. Yeah, shout out to uh, I think it's at the dot inksmith on Instagram. Uh, they made some like really cool like three D art, and you can see that they've done like they basically do characters from all the shows that we talk about. So I was like, this would be really cool to get this guy to do something. And uh, Tommy, I think about like, uh, I, you know, I commissioned him to do the helmet, but like, I kind of want to see him do the full character. You think we can build out uh, our logo? into like a full, should it be like two characters? One that's more Iron Man with some Boba Fett uh, flair. And then one that's more Boba Fett with Iron Man flair. And then it's like us underneath it. This is very elaborate, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you'd have to like take the helmets off to show. No, it could be in their hands. Like they're What's holding their helmet. Their the helmets. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, our heads. Our heads are in their hands while they're wearing the helmets. <laughs> like, like Boba Fett and Tony that, Stark that, murdered us. That, that's the wrong. That, that's a uh, that's the wrong Starks. That's Game of Thrones Starks. You know, yeah. the heads there. So. Uh, okay, sorry, Tommy. I cut you off. Uh, what, no. You got anything going on? No, that was good. Uh, I not really. You know, listen, I am. Uh, here podcasting on uh, Star Wars. If you if you don't know the podcast that you're listening to, uh, I'm here. Uh, Tommy's Tidbits on Twitter and uh, over in the Push Show Recap Discord running D and D. Come join us, play some games. They're fun. Uh, I just want to like small promote. We talked about it last week. Go watch the Circle. Our friends on that. It's exciting for us. We're really excited about it. Uh, go do that. Go watch Doctor Strange because we're going to be podcasting about that this week. Yeah, do we want to talk about any connection there? I mean, uh, listen, just watch the circle and uh, stay tuned for uh, Multiverse of Madness. It's coming yeah. soon. So maybe many universes are colliding. An incursion, if you will. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. Uh, okay, guys, this is this has been a bonkers podcast. I will start to close this out here. Uh, well, for the, uh, first of all, thank you to the Stark Warriors for being here with us every single week through Moon Knight, even if you didn't like it. I know there are people out there that uh, just stick with the podcast, and uh, it means a lot to us. Um, and uh, if you want to show how much you love the podcast, you can do that by rating, review, and reviewing us on iTunes and Spotify. Preferably five stars. I also like to remind you guys to please subscribe because we're going to be here every single week with uh, Star Wars and Marvel content. Um, with Multiverse of Madness coming up very soon, we'll have that podcast out to you guys. So if you subscribe, you'll get it in your feed immediately and you'll get like a notification on your phone. It'll be great. So yeah, subscribe. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, Kenobi's coming up. Uh, that's right around the corner. That's like three weeks away. Um, Tommy, we might have to discuss some uh, maybe an off season podcast in here somewhere. You got any ideas? Yeah, there's probably some Star Wars thing out there. Like we can do a deep dive, or or maybe some some show. There's tons of content these days, guys. There's almost too much content. We just throw a dart. We can find something to talk about. Uh, well, you know, they're about to release the 1970s Doctor Strange TV movie on Blu-ray. So there's always some some quality oh, content. Oh, watch. That's not a bad idea, Todd. <laughs> I like it. Um, but if you if there's if you guys like really want to hear something. Uh, hear about something from us let us know we'll uh we'll, we'll think about it um also yeah, follow literally us on... anything yeah <laughs> well I, I believe there's some boundaries there right? well, they can send us anything and then we'll like oh yeah, yeah. No, i guess we don't have to say we don't have to say <laughs> yes to every idea that goes on our table yeah you can technically recommend anything that you want uh shoot your shot you know <laughs> get wild get freaky we become a youtube uh reviewer podcast <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and for more wackiness, I guess you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Star Wars Pod. Um, you can also find our merch in the show notes if you want to get yourself. But I'll have to get. Uh, we'll work on some new merch with a new logo too. Uh, but that, that's about season after the hopper. Uh, if you want to be a part of our Discord community, please message us on social media, and we'll get you a link. But I think that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye 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 bye.